Yes, welcome back. We're going to talk about uh, Alan Border's comments again. Uh, me and uh, Benny Hogarth, we butted heads over AB's uh, opinion of the Australian cricket side. I'm, uh, I look forward to the apology. Uh, part two <laughs> of the season previews. Going to uh, discuss some key points, uh, talking points, storylines and whatnot. 2022. Guys, the Cowboys really punched above their weight, shocked a lot of people. Now, I don't know if any side in the competition can emulate exactly what they did, but who's going to be the team that everyone goes, okay, wow, they're doing something here? Now, this this is uh, this, this won't wow like people as much, but I do think Manly, if Tom Travojevic stay fit, are the most swingish side in the sense of like, I can see a world where they don't make the eight, mm. but I can also see a world where they can genuinely challenge for a premiership mm. because uh, – Tom Travojevic, if he stays fit, DC, obviously. You obviously got your son playing really well, good footy. You've got Schuster that was, I know he's injured, but it's okay. KO Weeks at the back at, at oh, fullback was wow. silky as anything. They may have finally solved their 9 slash 14 issues ever since losing Appy and then uh, Nasi Fainu obviously had his dramas. They've got a young guy, um, Kum Chan, I think his name is. Gordon, his first name is. Very explosive. Lockie Croker, not naturally a 9, whereas Chan is, uh, Gordon is. So I actually think they may be quite, surprised quite a few people. Dude, I love Schuster as a player. Mm. Yeah, a couple of years ago, he was my favourite player to watch. And the best sign for the Manly, the Manly fans was watching him run up and down like the hill at Collaroy, up and down, really getting his, mm. losing some timber. Yep. And some of his touch, I watched him play in the trial game so against silly. the Roosters. Beautiful player. He's still a unit. Oh, yeah. I, th- I can't remember a, a, a half being that big. Can he's, you remember anyone that chunky? No, and that's such a beautiful. But from your touch. brother, probably Olsen. Olsen Filipano. Olsen, yeah, Olsen be about it. But just but you can't. Re- you'd have to go back that far to think of a. He's got the best square up for a big fellow. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. I've never seen a big fella square defence oh, up like that. It's, it's really, really good. And some of those young fours, Olakawatu last week. Oh, holy cow! He's an origin bowler for me. Oh, man. I think you might you might find him on I, the edge. I, yeah. I do, boys. Like tigers and dogs stand out for me. I think. I look. I'll talk about the tigers for a second. Like dogs are going to have natural – they'll get better as the season goes on and they start to understand each other and how – and develop combinations. Tigers, I really, the first uh, trial against the Warriors, granted a lot of – didn't have – missed a lot of key men, of course, but they were terrible. But it's just the, the knack that Tim Sheens has got to look at a side, go away and say, I know how to adjust them, I know what style they should play. Last week they were fantastic against Canberra and they did it without Coruscant. Uh, I – I'm telling you now, I, I really expect Book, Brooks to play toward his potential mm. under under Sheenzy and, and, and Benji and Robbie doing a bit there. Um, I really like what I saw with Clemmer. Clemmer had the right mix last week of hitting the line hard and you know getting the ball dummy underneath, feed the ball to Dewey. I think there's some – I think Isaiah Papali is one of the most intelligent forwards in the competition. Mm. I think there's a lot of upside there, Webby. Uh, I'm more excited about the dogs than the Tigers. I think my, the jury's out on them. Mm. I think got, I think it takes a lot more than just the changes that they've made. They've not apparently by all reports Michelle Bishop come out and said they they're starting well in the squad for round one. Dogs have picked going to pick two of the most exciting young players that they've had for a long time in their system. Okay, Preston well, and Alamotti. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I just think like the revolution that's happened there like is hard to ignore. Mm. I know they get more players next year is probably when they'll really start to hit their straps. But just think of where they were coming from. Yeah. You know, they were a club that was had a cap that was so out of whack that they were talking about it being a decade to fix it. And they got they won the they won the uh the recruitment yeah. uh, off season, didn't they? They didn't know what they got they had Kick Owen and, and, and Reed Money. I think they're a massive 
um, boost for that what? club. The question mark is over Flanagan and who's seven and but but Burton has become so dominant yeah. and it's just gotten better and better and the World Cup only enhanced that. I just think if any team's going to improve, it's got to be them and they 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 should be knocking on the door of the eight. Do we think? I think the dogs will win a comp in the next five years. Oh, I, th- I, I think I think. There's they, your clickbait. No, no, I, I think if you look at what Gus does at clubs, mm. uh, whatever criticisms go his way and all, all the rest of it. He's a genius at recruitment and putting things in place. My understanding is there's some great young players coming through there. And they and a lot of people have said that a lot of times about, you know, Penrith and they coming through and but eventually they got there. Mm. If not in five years, if not in the next five years, then I think very short. Like, put it this way, Webby, it wouldn't surprise me. I expect them to be a finals team next year. I think this year would surprise me if they are, but I think next year they will be. And once they get there, Okay, it'll be booze to the honeypot. They'll be recruitment will become a lot, a lot easier. Mm. I just see, I, I see rapid rise in the Bulldogs. And they've got Serrano there now. Everyone talks about him being an untry, an untested NRL head coach, but I, I think he's gone beyond just your normal assistant, given how much he's achieved and how much control he had under Ivan at uh, at Penrith. And he's also got Gus there, who he worked with when yeah. Gus was there, and I think that's a big. He's, he, he's a rookie coach, but he's more than that, and he's also got a good operator and Gus above him. Unless, of course, it all starts to go to uh, water and they well, don't I, win matches. And well, then I, I think what I think what really like gets on Gus's guard sometimes. I, I can understand it, and it did with I didn't know the ins and outs, but maybe it did with Hook. But the ability for a coach not to knock on Gus's door and say, "Hey, Gus, what do you reckon?" Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like. Like if I was a coach, like there's, there's certain areas you've got to stay in your lane. But if you got in there and, and you're a rookie coach in that situation, you're mad not to just pay a little bit of respect and say, Gus, you've been there and done it. Well, what do you reckon? What should we do here? Gus is a prickly pear. We all know that. Yes, he is. That's a kind <laughs> way of putting it. But yeah. he's a very smart prickly pear. Yeah. So you're better off. And also, when he's in that role, you're better off running with him than against him. I, th- yeah. I think also with the Bulldogs, which is you know a kind of off the field, the Laundy group are behind them as well, and yeah. they are a super successful um, pub organisation. Got a bunch of pubs everywhere across the country, I'm pretty sure. And I think like every good club needs a real strong backing yeah. financially, admin-wise. I think that's a, a big part of it as well. But th- that's that's the thing with Gus. Sorry to cut you off, mate. That's no, the thing right. with Gus. Gus has, since he's got in there, and look, oh, look Gus and I aren't really on the friendliest of terms at the moment because of stuff that I, I wrote last but year. But Gus never gets offside with people. I find that what really is hard the matter with you? But, 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 <laughs> but, but, but I'm big enough to say this about what he's done there. He has been able to um, put the politics of Canterbury to the one side, and it's hard to do when their success as a board or their reappointment as a board depends on mm. on what um, what's happening on the field because it gets elected every two years. And if they don't have success, and that's how they recruit, that's how they've mindlessly recruited in the last sort of four or five years, just worried about getting sugar hits after sugar hits before the elections. And Gus has managed to put a distance between the chair and the board and said, listen, I'm in control here. And that's what they needed all along. Mm. And and look at the results so far. And the great, on what Beek said there too, the great thing about what they've done with Arthur and the Laundie family is that they've got them emotionally involved. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like they're emotionally invested. Okay, I'll ask you that. Yep. In your opinion, like, do you think it is outlandish to think that, say, in five years' time, they win a competition? 
Not that now that you've said it, I no, do, do, but, I, it, it, no. I, think so. I, I, mean, I don't know. I just yeah, take, yeah. I look just think it might did. take a yeah. I don't know. Getting all the new players in place are one thing, but it, t- it takes a lot longer than yeah than just a couple of seasons See, for I, it to turn. I, I I think that it's 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 very reasonable because look what Penrith did. Like so, Bulldogs finished I think twelfth last year. Um, they finally, I guess you know, they've got their coach settled. It's long term thing. Attracting players to the club, especially young ones, going to be much easier. I, I don't see it as too crazy at all. I, I will say it is hard. I, I get that it's going to be very hard to reel in Penrith and the Roosters and South, but mm. the players they the players they're starting to attract and bring through, you know, they, it, they they're building something. There's they no need doubt. a half. Yeah, but they could get that in the next few years, surely. You know, like if, if Flanagan doesn't turn into what we hope he can, because I still think there's potential for yeah, Flanagan to turn. He definitely. Did, yep. He did take the Roosters to, I think, a top five or four finish. Um, yes, it's a stacked side, but I mean, I think the year after Flanagan left, I think they went back. Uh, anyway, um, I I think that, yeah, there's time. Like they've got all the kit. Reed Marnie, relatively young. Burton, definitely young. Critter, young. Like, so that's that's three of their spine that you could say are going to be there, for, hopefully, for the next 10 years. I, You know, if someone else did my tackling, yeah, you back yourself to 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 play first grade if you had kick out outside. You, oh, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And it'd just be give me the ball, there's the ball. Yeah. Give me the ball, there's the ball. Yeah, you know, like he just makes like it's like if you look up a short side and four on four, give kick out the ball. If you look at a side and they've got six and you've got four, give kick out the ball. <laughs> yeah. Just he just makes things happen. Yeah. Mm. Uh boys, uh Caelan Ponga. One I'm emotionally involved with with the Knights. Uh, do you think he'll shift back to fullback at some point? My my thing about this is, it really depends on what impact the defence has on his attack. I think initially there's going to be, I think the first month is going to be tricky because Kalen's got to get his legs underneath him. And the fact when I mean his legs and lungs around making 35 tackles, say for instance, because sides are going to run at him. And then still be able to impact, but I'd like to think once he starts to get that aspect of his fitness up and endurance, he can make still have a big impact with the football. And that's the bottom line is if 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 defence is having a really big effect on his attack and it's not working, then they're going to have to. In that, without re- referencing that Dolphins doco again, but there's a really interesting conversation between Bennett and Peter O'Sullivan, the recruitment guy, when they were talking to Ponga, and Sully says to Bennett. Um, Ponga at six and Bennett goes, I don't think he'd want to. And he says, you don't, he doesn't want to play six or you don't think he can play six. And Bennett goes, I don't think he wants to play six, right. which I thought was really interesting out of their conversations, yeah. their negotiations that he wasn't keen on it. Cause my, cause talking to Andrew, he believes that the club were a little uh, iffy about it. And he wanted but it. He insisted upon it, that he wants to move there. I suppose the uh, the real big move was was Lockie, wasn't it, back in the day? I tell you something. Took Lockie a good twelve to months. Right. He got crucified. He mm. did. He got smashed about his defence. Yeah. It, it was halfway through two thousand and six that he started to turn it around because when you play, what what was happening? Lockie playing fullback. He was used to burning players on the outside, coming around off sweeps and beating them on the outside. What what was happening? He was playing six almost like. Like he was playing one, like ones and sixes are similar, but there is a slight nuance of how, like he wasn't straightening, if that makes sense. He was always trying to beat players on the outside shoulder, where eventually he was getting the ball and just taking, taking a bit of the edge off his speed and just straightening on the inside shoulder, and it just started to, it just it was like the penny, 
the penny dropped, mm. things started to click. Because he was mm. hesitant, Lockie. Mm. Yeah, he he. I think his main concern was his rep jumpers. Yeah, like right. if he moves from one to one to six, what's it going to mean in terms of rep football? And look what happened. Mm. I, I will say, I felt I felt like Lockie had already won two or three premierships by that yeah. by that stage. He was already considered the greatest fullback of all time, if not the greatest one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. Uh, the there was no real, I guess, uh, concern about getting through a season for Lockie either at that point. With with the Ponga situation, is is I think it's last three years he's about fifteen games a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the I I just think people need to be patient. There's yeah, I don't yeah. think there's any world where he's going to knock it out of the park in the yeah. first five to six weeks. We have to remember he hasn't. The last game he played was like one game after Origin. Yeah. Mm. So he's yeah. going to be rusty. It's going to take time. I think yeah. that patience is needed. If you put him back to fullback, what what was the point of it all? What yeah, was the course. point? Yeah. I tell you what, if you're a Knights fan, yeah. if you're a Knights fan, you've had to be very patient. Yeah, not for a long wrong. period. Um, a and, lot of, and a lot of people say all the time, they said, oh, he's going, to get knocked, he's going to get knocked around and injured too much at six. Well, I would suggest that at fullback, you get absolutely bashed mm. at fullback. And the mm. timing of when Lockie moved there was absolutely perfect. When he just lost a metre mm. of speed, then to put him there. Because I look at fullbacks, you know, fullbacks, the, the guys that really last at fullback are either big, like GI and Latrell and those guys, or they're quicksilver. Like Billy, yeah. Right? If if you if you're not too, one if you're not one of those two things, then mate, you're you're going to have, yeah. You know, it's going to take a toll on you. Kirk Idley was an example. Kurt had, you know, a number of seasons of fullback for Newcastle, and by the end of it, he was just breaking down all the time. He's back. It's just like you are at the mercy of the kick chase mm. all the time, and they can. Mm. It's one position where they can say, right, we're going to kick long and just let's bash him. Mm. Uh, mm. Boys, just quickly to finish with your Dally M trifecta. I've got Nico Hines. I said last week, I think he can go back to back. I've got Nico Hines, Tom Travojevic, Latrell Mitchell. So you first, second, third? I think that's my tri- box, okay, okay. box trifecta. Okay, I'll go Scotty Drinkwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go uh, Nico Hines. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go, oh, I think Teddy will be up there again. Yeah. Uh, Cleary as well. But I've got Nanai as a bolter. He's a player. I'm in love with him as a player. Nanai, Hines, Tedesco. And people will be saying, oh, well, you know, what about Penrith? There's so much quality in Penrith. Uh, Nathan could easily win it. But those, some of those top sides just keep pinching off each Mm. other. Makes Mm. it hard. Take a break. Search and enjoy next.